first time watching a whole GCW show. I did watch the, the uh, was it the Cardona Nick Gage match? Just that match, but this is yeah, this is the first GCW review for the podcast. The pe- for the people that don't know what Game Changer Wrestling is, it's basically a mix of hardcore deathmatch style with Different types of styles of wrestling. Rucha, strong style, shoot fighting when they do blood sport. Tag team, hardcore, death. It's like ECW. It's like the modern day equivalent of ECW, and they've been gaining stream, uh, steam, traction, views since. for a while now. And this is their first pay per view. Pay-per-view, and the first time they were in the Manha- the Hammerstein Ballroom, the Manhattan Center, whatever you want to call it, in New York. So this is like their biggest show ever. And it was fun. I had fun watching it. It's weird. It's like... But I had my... Ex- it's like I knew what I was getting myself into. It's... It's indie deathmatch mix, you know. It's indie wrestling. There wasn't really much many deathmatches, but all right. Let's start with um the pre-show. There was a twenty-person Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, the the pay-per-view was sponsored by a uh, Paps Blue Ribbon PBR. That beer, you know. This is ironic that their world champion is an hour. I never look at it. Into, okay, I'll talk about Moxley. Um, Big Vin, who is apparently, some of these guys I've never heard of, this is my first time seeing these guys, again, this is my first time in the history of this podcast that I'm reviewing, any of us reviewing a GCW show, um, Big Vin, who is the son of ECW, original, legend, whatever you want to call him, 911, and he won the Battle Royal. The other match was called the Paps Blue Ribbon 
kickoff scramble. It had Grim Reefer, <laughs> who um, made he was started he was trending because there was a spot in this match where he lit a joint and then did a fucking dive off the pe on the people. All right, he he won the match. He defeated Alex Zane, Dante Leon or Leon, Shane Mercer, Jack Cartwheel, who. Like his last name said, did cartwheels in his entrance in Ninja Mac. It was a six. Wait, hold on. Yeah, a six-person spot fest match. It's fun. The pay-per-view started with the seven man. It was a six. It was supposed to be a six-man grab the brass ring la uh, ladder match. The winner would receive a, I guess, a title match or any kind of match of their choosing. Um, Leo Rush was supposed to be in this match, but he got replaced because Jonathan Gresham, who was going to defend the Ring of Honor title, world title, against um, Blake Christian, didn't show up. I don't know if he's sick, injured, COVID, I don't know. Hopefully he's okay, but um, Leo Rush got replaced, I don't know who by whom, but it became a seven-person ladder match with AJ Gray, PCO, Alex uh, Cologne, G Raver, God, these names, I'm sorry, this is the first time I've seen most of these people. I've heard of some, and I've heard of, and I've, it's crazy, um, Tony, Tony Deppin, Jimmy Lloyd, and Jordan Oliver. A uh, PCO <laughs> at 50 fucking, what was it, 53, 52, 54, 54 years old, still fucking, he's, he works better than Jericho, and he's doing crazier shit than Jericho, it's fucking, it's fucking ridiculous, but, um, there was a spot in the match where, I don't know what AJ Gray was doing, but, um, he, Jumped over, jumped off of ladder, or drove, tried to climb. He fell, and that trended too. That video went around on the, on the internet, but it's a it's a standard spot fest ladder match. Fun, it was fun, and I I thought some of these guys were like gonna kill themselves. But uh, AJ Gray won the battle, uh, the ladder match, and he grabbed the literal Sonic. Ring not as big as and ridiculous as the fucking t one that uh, AEW had that Scorpio Sky won, but um, yeah. Next, this the next match was um a trios match under Lucha Libre rules, which was Team Gringo, which was consisted of um Gringo Loco. Arez, 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 and Demon Demonic Flamenta, and they took on Team Bandino. Bandino is the um, Ring of Honor uh, uh, champion as well, but 
they have to resolve that because he got COVID before their uh, he tested positive for COVID right before the uh, what you call it um, the best of the world oh, no, 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 the final battle pay, uh, pay per view but he's still technically the Ring of Honor champion which yeah Bandino led his team against with ASF and Laredo Kid. And it was a Lucha Libre six-man match with dives and flips and nobody tagging each other in. It was like a tornado tag match. Like, I don't... I've never seen... I, that's new, but yeah, the, it was fun. Exciting. There was a spot where, like, both teams had, like, three dudes... All three dudes on their shoulders and then like a chicken fight and then a dude did a fucking Canadian Destroyer. But te- uh, Gringo Loco wants team one. Um, Boy Christian versus Leo Rush was was it was really good. It was really good. It was too like fast, athletic, um, super juniors, cruiserweights, what do you want to call them? X division style wrestle wrestlers. Leo Rush, who's now a free agent because. Contract with AEW supposedly up on Valentine's Day. I don't know if it's the fucking the whole big soul situation, but whatever. But yeah, there was poison, um, poison runner dives, a fucking a tombstone pile driver on the floor from uh, Blake Christian did a Flosberry flop, caught Leo Rush. Then gave him a tombstone and then won the match with a 450 double foot stomp for the win. The next match was fucking wild in the most fun fucking way. It was Matt Cardona with his wife, Chelsea Green, who who I despise because she turned, she basically lied about not doing interviews when she was a free agent last year. Yeah, it was last year. So, fuck her. Against Joey Janela, who blocked me on Twitter because of my Joey. Eh, these people fucking hate Cardona. There was a sign where it said, if Cardona wins, we riot. Duke, uh, he came out to enter Sandman by Metallica. He had on a flannel that says, fuck Mick Foley. Um, fuck you, Cardona. What, uh, it was a... Cardona started off the match with the fucking Radio Silence, Rough Riders, uh, the Sack Rider, whatever you want to call the move. Um, those weapons. Um, at one point, um, people, <laughs> fucking, Mark, Mark Sterling came out. Vincent came, Vincent or Virgil came <laughs> out. Um,
Chelsea Green kicked fucking Cardona in the nuts, then seemed like she was on Janela's side, and then she turned on Janela, banking in a roof, Cardona had a cup. Orange came out and interfered, then some big dude, I don't know, came out. Then Marco Stunt showed up. And then, end of the match, Brian Myers basically did the uh, edge uh, one-night stand when RVD won the fucking WWE, uh, the WWE title with Cena. And then, yeah, he held Carter out in a win. Then, the fucking X-Pac, Sean Waltman showed up and ran off the heels. X-Pac's going to be wrestling again in 2022. It's going to be fun. Happy to see Waltman's healthy and everything. And then, um, apparently this is a match. I'm on the on this Wikipedia page, but this was like a segment. So, Mance Warner, who broke his leg the same night Danhausen did, came out give a promo. Um. I just watched the fucking pay-per-view. Um, yeah, came out, like, thanked the fans, you know, everybody in G- uh, GCW, and then Atticus Co- Coger, or, yeah, this other guy came out, a fight, then, um, Matthew Justice, who was... Uh, Warner's partner came for the save. Then three other motherfuckers came out. Jumped them, and then the lights went out. And then you hear a whistle, and then uh, Sabu and Bill Alfonso, speaking of ECW, um, made the save, and then apparently somebody pinned uh, one of Warner and or Justice pinned one of them the f- four... 440 guys and apparently second gear crew won. Apparently it was a 400. That was a segment, I guess. I don't know. The only women's match um, Ruby Soho versus Ally Catch. It was not that long. Fun. You could say it was a babyface versus babyface match. Crowd was split. Ruby had the experience, obviously, but, like, um, yeah, uh, it was a fun, solid match, but, um, Ruby won with the the riot kick or the no future off the middle rope for the win. And won't be the only member of Bussy who lost tonight. As in the next match, we got... <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this in 2022. We had Jeff fucking Jarrett, old slap nuts himself, versus Effie. <laughs> uh, i got to explain. Okay, people that don't, <laughs> don't watch GCW and I. Effie is this flamboyant. 
flamboyant fan favorite um gay guy like he calls himself daddy he has his own clothing gear called wrestling is gay him and Ally Catch made a tag team called Bussy Bussy B-U-S-S-Y, which the word really means, oh, fucking Christ, I have to say, it's either butt pussy or boy pussy. <laughs> Guys, if you remember fucking SummerSlam, there was a motherfucker, as a guy in the fucking crowd with a sign that says SummerSlam that's pussy. Anyway, Jeff Jarrett has beef with fucking Effie. He made his debut like New Year's Day. He hits Effie with the guitar shot. Effie didn't want to wrestle him. Then Jarrett fucking attacks Alley Catch. And that's how we got settled in this match. Set up the match. Jarrett came out first with this weird remix of My World with the. He, he comes out. He chokes Vladimir the Superfan. One of those old WWF shows in the 90s. He was like in every fucking show. Came up with the guitar. He dressed in blood. He didn't look like Jeff Jarrett. He didn't really wrestle like Jeff Jarrett. He didn't fucking... Didn't no strut. No f temple points. None of that. What you would see in a normal Jeff. This is a different Jeff Jarrett. Effie pulled out a fucking wet 20. Put on the fucking... Uh, middle of the ring. He tried playing mind games with slap nuts. Um... Penis-related offense on Jarrett. Um, Effie's gay, so it's okay. I don't know if... Big ups for Jarrett being open-minded with that, because he's old school. Um, and the match, Jarrett hits the fucking guitar on him, and then... And then Jarrett hits the stroke with the guitar assistant for the win. I didn't like the finish. I didn't like that Jarrett won because I don't know if Jarrett's going to stay in GCW. I don't know what Jarrett's plan's going to be. I know he has the podcast with Conrad. I know he'll pop up. like He was on SmackDown two nights ago for some reason because they're in Nashville. I don't fucking know. It's fucking it's Jeff Jarrett. It's Double J. You, you, it's, it's fucking crazy. Next match, okay. Uh, the the match with uh, by the way, Effie and Jarrett was it was a solid fun match. I was excited. <laughs> that was the match I was actually most looking forward to. Unironically, okay. The next match was for the GCW title. John Moxley, who's fucking back and out of rehab and, ha and he looks fucking healthy and good, versus Homicide. Guys, remember Homicide from TNA? Members of uh, one of the guys from LAX. Who last night was in the just got inducted into the um in indie hall of fame. Good, it was a good. Uh, Moxley didn't come out the wild thing. He came out to uh, his old indie theme of shitless by L Seven. Who was that was also Brian Pillman's ECW theme. Um, the, the ma apparently Moxley knocked out fucking Homicide's tooth in the match. Lariats, lariats, 
lariats, punches, chairs, paradigm shifts, bulldog choke, the lifted paradigm shift on the chair. It, it looked like homicide. Fucking got knocked out on his feet. Moxley retained the title. Main event for the GCW Tag Team Titles, which was the Briscoe Brothers, Mark and Jay, who were the champions, issued an open challenge to any tag team in the world for the belts. Everybody thought it probably would be FDR, or since they're in New York, Santana Ortiz, or somebody. No, it was Matt Tremont, and then... Dewey Donovan came out, and then everybody knew who's going to be his partner. Can't have a GCW show without the king, Nick fucking Gage. You know, MDK all fucking day. Fucking for whom the bell tolls plays. The huge-ass, loud-ass pop. <laughs> and then they start fucking brawling. A lot of doors. Instead of chair, uh, tables in this promotion, they use doors. There was going to be a Nick Gage pizza gutter spot, but um, uh, one of the Briscoes threw a chair. Weird finish, okay? Weird. It was a uh, it's a hardcore style match. I guess it's two death match guys versus the Briscoes. All right, finish the match. Nick Gage goes for the fucking choke bomb on one of the Briscoes, hits it one two three, but as it looked like the ref didn't see uh the shoulder went out. Weird finish, and then Nick Gage, and luckily the entire locker room came out and then gave a speech. Then they the crowd good night and saying, like, you know, where's my fucking gang, MDK, all fucking day, you know, and then that's how the show closed. Um, it was a fun, it was a fun show. Fun. I say it's fun. I knew I was, what I was spec expecting, I wasn't expecting a Ring of Honor style, a fucking. AEW style pay per view, not WWE. I knew that. I I thought, okay, this is gonna be fun. They're a big show. Why the fuck not? Of me reviewing this, I'll give it a W for fun. There's people I've never heard of on the show. I might watch G more GCW um events. I don't know. But yeah, that was fun. And now that the Briscoes lost their tag titles, they can go to AEW and wrestle FTR and have that fucking match everybody wants and stuff. So my plan, this Saturday, I'm going to review the Royal Rumble. It's the first time reviewing the Royal Rumble for this podcast. God help me, because it's fucking WWE. But, hey, you guys listen. guys support the podcast, thank you, give us a review on both Spotify, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Twitter at official uh, PWR Pod. share with your friends, all that good stuff, I thank you, I appreciate you guys for listening, 
for 20 minutes. And yeah, I'll see you for the fucking um, Royal Rumble review. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Now, just thanks everybody for tuning in and be safe and wash your hands and all.